This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 590, The American Dream is a Financial Nightmare, by Chris Reining of chrisreining.com. And I am Dan, the guy who reads to you from some of the best blogs on personal finance, and actually, I read about business as well. You can hear me narrate articles all about management, entrepreneurship, freelancing, productivity, creativity, marketing, social media, and so much more over on the podcast Optimal Business Daily. That's a newer show that I took on, and you can find that show wherever you're hearing this one. But for today's show here at Optimal Finance Daily, our post comes from Chris Reining, a terrific guy who we got to meet at FinCon last year, and hopefully we'll uh, see him again this year. But before we get to Chris's post, are you hiring? ZipRecruiter has revolutionized how you do it. Their technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. They find great candidates for you. So try it for free today at ZipRecruiter.com OFD. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get right to our post and start optimizing your life. The American Dream is a Financial Nightmare by Chris Reining of ChrisReining.com. The year was 2001. I was 21 years old with one semester of college left. I wasn't taking school very seriously anymore, so me and my roommate were going through cases of natural light beer every week. While I was having fun celebrating the last days of fraternity life, I was also looking forward to the next stage of my life, a nine-to-five job I had accepted in Madison, Wisconsin. After graduation, I made the move from Illinois, settling into a rundown studio apartment in a seedy neighborhood. It was cheap at $425 a month, but I was so broke I had to borrow the security deposit and first month's rent from my mom. Nevertheless, I was excited because I'd finally be making adult money. My first paycheck, $1,118.33. With good money coming in, I decided to buy a new car because I was embarrassed to pick up dates in my 13-year-old Chevy celebrity that was rusting everywhere. Looking back, I realized I was following the life script that was ingrained in me. Get a college degree, land a nine-to-five job, and buy a new car. One year later, my apartment lease was up, but I chose to renew even though my finances had stabilized and I could afford a nicer place. People were smoking marijuana and playing dice in the hallways. The following year, I found a better job and moved downtown to an upscale 650-square-foot apartment with a lake view. But a swanky apartment wasn't enough. To show everyone I was successfully navigating adulthood and to keep on track, I needed to buy a house. So, I saved for a down payment, creating automatic monthly transfers of $1,000 from my checking account to an online savings account. That put the money out of reach so I couldn't spend it. Three years later, I had saved $40,000, enough for a 20% down payment on a $200,000 house. It's now 2006, and I was 26 years old, ready to achieve the American dream of buying a house. I signed over all my hard-earned money, and that was probably the worst financial decision I've ever made. Recently, many people have emailed to say, I finally have enough money to buy a house, or I've lived in an apartment for 10 years, it's time for me to buy. Like those people, and probably you too, I thought I was making the best decision to buy, but I hadn't done any homework or the math. I naively believed that renting is just throwing money away, and that a house always appreciates in value, so it's one of the best investments for the money. It was my own fault for not becoming an informed buyer, but I also felt the social pressure. After all, buying is the next step in the life script after a college degree, a nine-to-five job, and a new car. Our parents tell us we should be buying, and our friends are buying and asking us when we're going to. 
As it turns out, what I believed about buying was flat out wrong, and because I didn't do the math for the biggest financial decision of my life, I'll eventually realize two losses, the property selling for less than what I paid, and the potential profit from putting the $40,000 to work for me. Belief number one, renting is throwing money away. The Times has a beautiful calculator to help determine if it's a better financial choice to rent or buy, and I think it's a great litmus test to steer you in the right direction. But the issue I have with that calculator is it doesn't factor in the soft costs of owning a house. Your time. Just like money, time is a resource, and you'll spend it, researching problems with your appliances, calling electricians and plumbers, and then waiting around for them, fixing small issues with hand tools, taking trips to the home improvement store, mowing the lawn, removing snow, etc. If we reasonably assume our time is worth $20 an hour, and we'll spend eight hours a month on those things, that's $2,000 a year in labor that renters save. Reduced flexibility. It's way more difficult to move for a better job, and that job could be across town, a longer commute you don't want, or in a different city. Either way, you won't make the best decision for your career because you become financially and emotionally tied to your house. Plus, with a house, you're still throwing money away. Keep your checkbook open for property taxes, homeowner association fees, maintenance, replacing things when they break and then break again, replacing the roof and keeping it up to date. You can figure to spend up to 50% of your mortgage payment on those things. Belief number two, a house is the best investment. Historically, it's a bad one. The mistake people make is when they hear someone say, I bought my house in 1987 for 230,000 and today it's worth a million. And then think a profit of 770,000 over 28 years sounds pretty good. But if we calculate the compound annual growth rate over that time frame, it's 5.39%. The stock market, the S&P 500, returned 10.45%. Housing has always had a terrible track record as an investment. From 1890 to 2012, the inflation-adjusted return, in other words, taking inflation out, on residential real estate was 0.17%. That means a house purchased for $5,000 in 1890 would be worth $6,150 in 2012. Over the same time period, the stock market returned an inflation-adjusted 6.27%. That means a $5,000 investment in the market would be worth over $8 million. That's called the opportunity cost, when you choose to use your money one way rather than another. You just listened to the post titled The American Dream is a Financial Nightmare by Chris Reining of chrisreining.com. And thank you again to ZipRecruiter for sponsoring this episode. Are you hiring? Every business needs great people and a better way to find them. Something better than posting your job online and just praying for the right people to see it. ZipRecruiter knew there was a smarter way, so they built a platform that finds the right job candidates for you. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, identifies people with the right job experience, and invites them to apply to your job. These invitations have revolutionized how you find your next hire. In fact, 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. And ZipRecruiter doesn't stop there. They even spotlight the strongest applications you receive so you never miss a great match. The right candidates are out there, and ZipRecruiter is how you find them. Right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash OFD. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash OFD. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.
And before we go, one last time, I have taken over hosting duties for one of our newest shows in our network, Optimal Business Daily. You can hear me narrate from a bunch of popular business bloggers every day of the week. Our topics include freelancing, entrepreneurship, management, marketing, productivity, and much more. Again, that's Optimal Business Daily, and you can subscribe for free in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much any podcast app, or even on your Amazon home device. And that's going to do it for today and another week here at Optimal Finance Daily. Have yourself a wonderful weekend and a great start to your brand new month if you're listening in real time. And I'll see you right back here on Monday where your optimal life awaits.